Hello, my name is Ted Yeomans, and I am an ordained minister of reconciliation and appointed Jesus Christ CEO on the Business Mountain as a prophet, the grace gift given to me for the equipping of you, a holy believer, for your own works in ministry. And as we participate with God, Holy Spirit, we are being built up into a holy temple, a dwelling place of God on earth as it is in heaven. I'm honored to be speaking with you today, and uh, I'm going to give you a challenge. I'm going to give you, I think, what will probably be a new concept for you, a new way of looking at the business that Jesus entrusted to you, and I want you to see the business as a home. I want you to consider the business as a family. I want you to consider yourself as a parent, a loving father, a loving mother, who are inviting children in or family members into your home and welcoming them. That includes your vendors, your entire business's sphere of influence. And I want you to consider them as virtually sons and daughters. Wow, that's a crazy concept, right? But let me lay some foundation to this concept. First of all, I've been an adoption attorney practicing in the area of infant, um, foster care, uh, probate guardianships, even adult adoptions, step-parent adoptions for 34 years. Started practicing in 1987. You can imagine the desperate desire that clients that we represent, they come to us with one desire. They want to build a family. In fact, that's the name of our, of our business. The Professional Law Corporation is Family Building. And they have this um, God-shaped vacuum in their, their life. They simply want to do this. They want to love another human being. I mean, it sounds obvious, and it would sound obvious that those are, are our clients. But I want to start drawing some analogies today between the kingdom of God and um, the legal system that we call adoption. And I'm also going to be interchanging the business again that you, um, that you uh, run. Think of it um, as a step-parent. Maybe many of you are step-parents. I'm a step-father. I have a, uh, an adopted daughter, a stepdaughter, and a biological daughter. And um, to them, I don't think of them as that, as they approach me and hug me and, and I speak into their life and, and just love them. They're, they're virtually all the same to me. But think of you as a, as a stepfather and how much, or a stepmother, how much you love that child and how much you want to parent them and cover them. Um, think of, of people that are adopting children out of foster care. Um, so we get to see this sort of, sort of this heavenly spirit realm um, type of love being poured out in the world real, real time. But I get it. They're adoptive parents and you're not. But I want to talk to you about the spirit of adoption. In fact, I've titled this, um, this sermon, this, this talk, The Spirit of Adoption at Work. If you are a Christian, and I'm going to assume that you are, but even if you're not, um, you have an invitation to become a son and a daughter, even today. If you are a believer, you are a son and you are a daughter. If you've given your life to Christ, you are adopted. And, um, the question that I have for a lot of believers is, do you see yourself as an adopted son or daughter? Today, we're going to draw these parallels 
And here's the first visual as we begin to get into this comparison. This visual changed my life. I just felt Holy Spirit gave this to me one, one morning in my quiet time. And I call it the signs of the cross. As we look up the vertical part, that portion of the cross on top, and we receive a greater degree, a greater revelation of our sonship, our daughtership um, from the Father in heaven, the greater that the love of the Father has to pour out horizontally in our world. I would suggest in the businesses that we run. The vertical going down into the earth is the more that we pour out God's love, the more and greater we plunder hell. The greater we foil the plans of the devil to wreck this world and cause havoc. Um, So that visual, I call it the signs of the cross. And I want to challenge you today with this message that am I reaching up for a greater revelation of the love of the Father in my life? Romans 8, 15 through 17, a classic verse says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I mean, think about that. When I was adopted, um, I went forward and received Jesus, right? I was petitioning to be adopted. I didn't know it at that time because I didn't have this revelation. And my petition in the court of heaven was received by the Father, and he granted that petition, and he adopted me. And according to this this verse, my name was changed to the beloved. My identity is no longer found in yeomans and in a biological line of the yeomans because Even the best father or great-grandfather and so on pales in comparison to our Father in heaven. So my petition was granted. I became an heir of the kingdom of God, which far outweighs and is more valuable than anything I could inherit this side of heaven. My name was changed, and I, I became a part of a new family. And that family is the ecclesia. It's a massive revelation for me as I have pursued the modules uh, with JC CEOs that, that Jesus is raising up a local ecclesia, a local church. I would posit to you today a local home, a local family that we are inviting the broken world into. In John 14, 16, Jesus says to the disciples, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, um, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives in you. And, and um, I will not leave you as orphans, he says. I will come to you. And if you are adopted, that means... At one point, you were an orphan. When I walked down the aisle back in 1994 on Father's Day, I had no clue. I had a mom and a dad that loved me, but I had no clue that I was an orphan. And it's interesting, the more that I pursue a a vertical revelation of my own spiritual adoption, the more I come into connection with my, my former life as an orphan. And I realize what the enemy could do and how he could um, harass me and those of my my children and children's children. So adoption changed everything. 
And um, I really think that this spirit of adoption is, is the key to my identity in Christ. I, I continually remind, I'm a son of, I'm a son um, of, the, of the Father in heaven, you know, and that's where my identity is. So I want to give you, just taking these spiritual concepts, I know that you're, you're aware of them, but I just want to lay that foundation. And I want to give you now just a, um, a definition that I've come up with for adoption. It's the transfer to and your acceptance of the privilege to love and care for another person not biologically related to you. It's the offer that the Lord gives us and our acceptance of the privilege to love another person that is not biologically related to us. That, unless you have a biological child or, or you know, maybe even a biological relative working in your company, for the most part, you're inviting non-biologically related people, your vendors, your customers, your clients. They're not biologically related. Okay, so the same duty that we feel to a biological family I'm suggesting we can even love the broken world or those that come into the, our sphere of influence even better than we do our own biological, um, maybe children or you know biological relatives. Adoption is the pure form, in its pure form, creates a vacuum that is so attractive to the adoptee that they cannot resist receiving that love, care, and concern. So what I'm suggesting is that as we move towards this revelation, and I've not yet perfected it, but as I actively pursue a greater love for those that the Lord has led into my life, the more this attraction principle and the more drawing, and it begins to create a vacuum. It draws clients, it draws vendors, it draws, for me, new attorneys, new adopting parents, um, new opportunities to change the world through adoption. Um, Adoption impacts the heart of the adoptee and changes them. It has to. It did me. It did you at salvation, at adoption. Why wouldn't it change someone who's being adopted or loved or covered by you? Isn't that your experience? Haven't we all been ch uh, changed and impacted by the Father in heaven? I'd like to share two encounters that I've had with the Father's love that was supernaturally, um, that supernaturally shifted me in this understanding of Jesus' love for me. The first one is our daughter, Ryan. She's our adopted daughter, if I can get through this without crying. <clears throat> she was orphaned inside of our family. She is a cousin of ours. Mm, there it goes. And um, she, uh, her parents, our aunt and uncle, died prematurely of a car accident and a heart attack. And this poor girl's um, living with another a family member or another extended um, person, not a, not a family member. And she just wasn't happy there. And she was just pleading with my wife, Cheryl, and I to come and, and, and live with us. And that's kind of the way I saw it, like live with us. So I want you to picture your business right now. Hey, can I come and work for you? Yeah, sure, if we've got the, you know, the capacity financially. But it wasn't that. I'm out mowing the lawn and we're preparing that night for basically a kind of a welcome home party you know, barbecue with a few few family members over. And as I was mowing the lawn, <clears throat> I have what's called an open heaven experience. That's how I would describe it. It's, it. It changed me forever. And the Lord opened up his heaven and he descended his grace, his love for Ryan. So touched my heart that it literally changed me. 
it was undeniable. It was evidence. It was like the heavens opened up and poured out a supernatural dose of his love that just did what it's doing to me. This is, this is, mind you, 18 years ago. I can't tell this story because I go back to that love of the Father. And what I'm saying is, I, you know, sure, I had a biological relationship with her, but and, and to be honest, my heart wasn't like, oh, yeah, I want to I want to adopt this young, this 14 year old gal who's sad and and, you know, kind of emotional right now in her life. That's exactly what we want. We already had five kids at our house. You know, we were kind of maxed out space wise, financially, everything else. And there's always a reason why we can not love more or love better. And what the Lord showed me in that instance was, Ted, you haven't, you don't have the capacity in your own, but if you have my capacity, if you have my love in my heart, trust me. Ryan, um, man, when she came into our home, there was a declaration that I made about a year later, and I just said, I will love her as long as I'm on this earth. I will walk her down the aisle and give her away, and I will, uh, I will grandparent her kids. And she just gave birth to her first daughter about a year ago. And it is such a honor for me to love that child. What I'm trying to convey is what if, what if, as you hear this, you're willing to open your heart? I'm nobody special. To be honest, I didn't even want that. I didn't want any of the kids that God brings. You know, I always have the excuse, I don't have enough room, I don't have the capacity, I don't have the money. The same excuses we can use in our business. But the heart of the Father is to bring people into this ecclesia, to this home, where they can feel welcomed and healed and prayed for and cared for and concerned for, where they can be heard. Maybe they've never been heard before. So I just want to tell you quickly, I had another just encounter, I'll try and get through this one too. But on a morning in November 2005, I was reading Matthew 19, 13, verses 13 through 15. It says, then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place um, in his hands or to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them, these people. And Jesus says, no, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And I'm in this restaurant waiting for um, a business meeting, a person that I was meeting uh, that day. And um, that person was running a little bit late. And I'm just sitting there and saying, Lord, why are you showing me this? Why are you showing me this passage? Why is it? Why can't I get it out of my spirit? And all of a sudden I went, oh, my gosh, Lord, are you rebuking me? I mean, I've given my life to, to, to bring children into good homes, preferably Christian homes. Um, I've given my life to this. Are, are, you, are you saying that I'm missing it? And there was this period of silence, and it just broke me. I started going, what, what are you trying to say to me, Lord? And he just said in a loving but very, um, not demanding, but very assertive voice, Ted, you don't have my heart. In other words, where your heart is bigger than this. You don't have my heart for the broken world. Go get these kids. Bring them to me. Go get them. And it's those words that continually push and advance the expansion of family building because it's a mandate. 
That's the word I was looking for. He mandated it. And that's our goal is to continue to expand, to expand the number of attorneys, um, all the resources across this nation to create movement in adoption. But that's not the point. Our practice is not the point. The point is that the Lord said, there's more, Ted, there's more capacity. Again, it's that same moment that I, that I spent with him, that open heaven regarding Ryan. And what I'm saying to you, and I'm not challenging you because I'm not going to challenge the Holy Spirit, but I want you to fan this into a, this, this, this spark into a flame. There is a greater capacity that we have to love those that God has given us through our business. And I'm telling you, I, I'm standing here as a, as a witness that you have an uncontainable love. The more that we receive vertically, the more we are going to give horizontally. But the great part is the greater we plunder hell, okay? And that's the idea, the signs of the cross. The cross is expanding. The relevance of the cross is, is, is expanding in our businesses. Um, you know, the spirit of adoption restores broken generational lines. Exodus 25 says, punishing to the third and fourth generation those who hate me, but loving to a thousand generations those um, who love me. That's the restorative process that an employee can go through as they come into your practice. Think about you being used as the instrument to create a reality of a Joel 225. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. What if as an employee application, or in my case, a new lawyer is coming to you or to me to serve and, 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 and work arm in arm in this ministry? What if one of our assignments is to see a restoration of everything the enemy has stolen from that lawyer, from that employee? Can you imagine the spirit of adoption ruling and reigning in your heart so much so that it pours out in a tangible, measurable way in the business that restores everything the enemy has ever taken from anybody, any person, any family that touches your sphere of influence? Would you be willing to pray with that level of authority? Would you be willing to have faith to that level of authority? Would you be willing to believe, right, and apply that, that, that Hebrews 11.1 1, real definition of faith. I know it seems unfathomable, okay? Trust me, every step the Lord takes me doesn't seem possible, but he wants to expand. And, and it's not up to the pastors in the, in the cement church, you know, see church on Sundays. It's up to you and I as ministers of reconciliation working in our local um, business to do that. Okay, that's the call. Um, the spirit of adoption releases a justice, a God-shaped justice, a justice that comes from heaven, not man's justice. That justice is executed when we love. Love is our greatest weapon as business owners. Proverbs ten twelve says, love covers all wrongs. Can you imagine that? Every wrong that an employee has done, love covers that when they come into your, into your home. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Same principle. 1 Corinthians 13, you guys know it. Love never fails. 
It's absolutely a business principle that we can apply and put it in our business manuals, in our, in our strategies, our goals, whatever you want to call it. Um, love has to be part of what we do in business. This love, the spirit of adoption released in a company that you've been entrusted creates an irresistible home, a safe place. As we've learned in the JCCO models, God wants to transform his companies into this ecclesia, a community, a church. Ephesians 2.22 says, and in him, you too are being built up together to become a dwelling. Think about that, a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. I would call it the spirit of adoption. Again, church isn't just the cement building. It's in us, Christ, the spirit of adoption that creates a dwelling, okay? So that word shifted me in this revelation. And it really was that word, the word dwelling, that inspired this message to you. Um, that and this whole revelation of ecclesia at business. So... Are you willing to receive a greater revelation of your adoption so that the spirit of adoption can be released at a greater level in your company? If you are, there has to be evidence of a greater release. Therefore, our measuring stick, if you will, would be the fruit of the spirit. What's the first one? Love, more joy, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more goodness, more gentleness, more faithfulness, more self-control. That's Galatians 5.22. What a great... What a great assessment tool in our, in, our, in, our, in our companies. Is there more love in the company? Is there more joy and peace and patience and all those things? It seems almost counterintuitive to a business to be talking this way, but I know that I know as soon as, as sure as I'm standing here that the Holy Spirit asked me to, to, to share this message with you. In these last few minutes, I'm just going to give you a few examples of the opportunities. Praying for our team every day, praying for the marriages, spending time, sending out birthday cards, spending intentional time, calling out the gifts, realizing their spiritual gifts. Those are things that we can start doing to start spending more time, but it will cost you something. It will cost you, and it will, it will be a sacrificial gift and an offering that you give to your company. So that um, is the essence of the message that I would like to bring to you today. And I would like to close in prayer. Father, I pray that you would divinely give us a greater revelation of the spirit of adoption. Father, that every person listening on this, uh, to this um, message would understand that when they walked up to receive you, Lord, or wherever they received you, Lord, that they walked into the courtroom of heaven and it was decreed that day, this is my son, this is my daughter, the beloved. And that legally was decreed. And that decree is not able to be set aside. It is irrevocable. And Lord, I pray that there would be a greater revelation of our vertical adoption so that your love would supernaturally expand horizontally and we would plunder hell, that we would defeat the enemy and his plans for every one of our employees, every one of our vendors, every one of our clients, Father, everybody that you have put in our business sphere of influence would receive a dose at some level, this tangible evidence of the spirit of adoption that would flow. I pray that in Jesus' name. God bless you. Remember, spirit of adoption is work. It's, the spirit isn't out there. We don't have to ask him to come. He's in us. Let's just release him at a greater level. 
God bless you guys.